Hello and welcome to The Lou Review. This is Rosa and I have a special guest today. I'm going to be interviewing Michael Thompson of Third Gen Shiners. He is going to tell us about his business making moonshine that's legal. How can that be, Michael? Thank you so much for having me. So historically, moonshine, you know, usually referred to illicit untaxed uh, liquor, but over the last I'd say probably 20 years or so, it's kind of morphed into a whole industry of its own, um, taxed by the government now. Um, <laughs> but really any sort of like craft alcohol, it doesn't fit into a traditional um, category um, that the producer kind of ha- feels like it has some sort of reference or historic history, you know, imposed by prohibition. So yeah. it covers anything from there's corn whiskey moonshine to flavored moonshine um, to moonshines that are really a lot closer to a actual cooked product versus a distilled product. So it's oh. all, kind of all over the place. Wow. And where does... So you will be selling one specific kind. Do you want to tell us about that? Yep. So uh, Third Gen's flagship product is apple pie moonshine. Um, with that being said, you know, we're... Uh, we make this with uh, fresh-pressed apple cider out of a place, uh, an orchard out of Lexington. Um, and we use real pecans, cinnamon sticks, cloves, um, a couple other other uh, secret ingredients in there. Mm. Um, but it really is kind of a cooking process. You know, we, uh, we redistill um, alcohol to the, the right percentage that we need. Um, and then we, we cook the cider with the seasonings um, and everything that we put in there. Um, cook that in a process. And then we mix the two together and let it age for a while. Um, it kind of varies depending on the batch, but usually somewhere between one and one in three months um, until hmm. it gets to the right the right flavor profile, and we pull the spices out, bottle it, and send it out to the out to the customer. Yeah, and were you telling me that you use like the pecans and stuff for something else? Actually, yeah. There's a um, uh, the inebriated baker out of Lexington, um, mm-hmm. Kentucky, is currently um, producing some stuff on just kind of a, kind of trying it out. Um, I don't know if anything's available yet, um, but they use some of the candy pecans that we get out of our um, out of our batch um, to make. I think there's, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what she's working on. Oh, okay. There's a couple different <laughs> recipes. Um, my mom makes a phenomenal, um, like a tipsy pecan pie. So Ooh. she uses the candy pecans in there. And so you uh-huh. get kind of a little bit of bourbon, you get a little bit of moonshine flavor. Um, oh, and wow. it is phenomenal. It's to die for. Every Thanksgiving, I beg her to make it. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you have a very talented family there. So this says third generation shiners. So have are you the third generation in your family to be making moonshine? So that's actually, yeah, that's where the name comes from. So I'm a third generation moonshiner, but I'm a first generation legal distiller. So it really, the story kind of goes back. Wait a minute, are you telling on your family? Are they going to be mad at you? For the record, any <laughs> distillation that was done by my family um, was done outside of the jurisdiction of the United States. So no. That doesn't sound very local. <laughs> so my parents are originally from the states. Um, okay, but back from in, the state of Kentucky. So my dad is from um, Kentucky, and my mom came from Nebraska originally. Okay. So, um, and they met out, I believe, in Colorado. So they've kind of been all over the place. Okay. Um, but in, I think it was early early nineties. Um, they went over overseas um, to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. um, and they were working for an oil company over there. Like um, you do. And like you do when you go to Saudi, right? <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> Try to get a piece of that oil money. <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> We're not, <laughs> not going to go down that road okay. about oil. <laughs> um, anyway, so they were over there um, and uh, over in Saudi Arabia um, and some other uh, Middle Eastern countries. Working alcohol. for the oil company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Alcohol over there is considered haram um, under Sharia law. So, and that means uh, that, I don't know what that actually directly translates forbidden? to. Forbidden. I think it is forbidden. Okay. Um, 
I should know a little bit of Arabic, but I don't. Essentially, it means forbidden, whether or not yes. they use that word. And correctly. that is definitely codified in their um, in their law. So, you know, prohibition over in the states, um, you know, it ended in like car chases or cops chasing down um, moonshine runners. But if you got caught, you know, you go to prison so long as you don't die in the chase or start a gunfight like some of them <laughs> did. Um, overseas, is, is, I think it's a little different because I mean, you have certain areas over there where if you know, say you you get caught and convicted for stealing something, maybe a little bit more, you know, a lot of people are familiar with the old, old adage of, like, getting your hand cut off for stealing. It's a little more, I think it's a little harsher. Mm. Um, so, and people think that, you know, prohibition is, is kind of over with, but that's really just in the States. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of Western countries that prohibition is no longer a thing, um, a lot of uh, places around the world as well. But in certain parts of the world, it's still ongoing. So mm -hmm. to this day, you know, if you wanted to distill alcohol in certain countries, no matter what licensing you got, it, it would... And, you know, end up with you in prison or, or somewhere else. Mm. Um, so they, they learned over there. Um, it was very much like a community type thing where um, a lot of the a lot of the Americans that were over there wanted to make alcohol and started, you know, started producing it. Um, but similar to Prohibition here, people didn't necessarily know what they were doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have like bathtub gin, that sort of stuff. Oh. Um, and uh, the company reached out to um, a, a famous company in the U.S. that is known for making, um, known for making like Tennessee whiskey and different things like that, mm -hmm. um, just for information. Uh, and they put together a little booklet. Um, okay. They kind of went over just how, basically, how to make a still, how to um, ferment stuff, how to make imitation alcohol, um, and that's what my parents um, and, and my my grandparents kind of learned from. Um, how to do it safely, so all these safely. people that the oil company had transported and paid to transport out of the country to Saudi Arabia were not killing themselves trying exactly. to get drunk. They're very valuable assets to them. You know, you don't want to bring somebody halfway it's across like, the world. I paid you to come here because I thought you were smart. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Americans are very headstrong, right? You, you tell them not to do something, they're going to do it. Your best bet is teaching them how to do it safely yeah. and hoping they follow directions. Ooh. You know, nobody wants their workers to blow up their house with a still or Ooh, or make everybody poison their sick. friends at a party right then your whole crew is sick yeah so yeah okay that sounds good so your parents so your dad learned mm -hmm. okay that's one two so, so are you then, already teaching a third <laughs> to my knowledge neither my brother nor i have children okay <laughs> <at this point>. okay <laughs> maybe there was some family news i missed out at the last family gathering okay. but i don't think so I hope he would have said something right, about so it. So where did the third generation come um, from? So my, my kind of adopted grandparents that my parents met overseas, um, uh -huh. they were also a part of that, um, part of the education. You know, they taught okay. me um, the fundamentals of moonshining. When I when we came back to the States, I was two years old. So obviously I don't remember any of it over there. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always been fascinated with chemistry um, mm -hmm. and biology. And I, I love the idea of like taking something like sugar or whatever you want to ferment and basically adding different biological components with yeast and making something that is just, you know, enjoyable um that people want to drink um and i begged them for so long to just <laughs> teach me how it was done um and they finally relented and took me to a distillery when i was old enough um rather oh. than actually you know buying a still here and, and, and okay. doing it they, they taught me in the books and showed me you know showed me the history okay. and, and kind of what that um what that legacy was like um from the the time over there um and then took me to a distillery kind of sh had the master distiller kind of show me how how stuff worked there um okay. and that kind of just ignited a passion when uh, when I got old enough, I, I started kind of experimenting with my own uh, recipes based on what they had shown me um, and the kind of family recipes that were passed down. Cool. Um, and throughout college, I tinkered back and forth with one of them and 
apple pie is, is what we got out of that. Okay. So were you in college to learn about how to make <laughs> and sell alcohol? No. So um, my higher education stories kind of went a completely different direction, um, you know, what I'm doing now than what I intended when I first set out. So I went to school at Purdue for aerospace engineering. Um, okay. And while I was there, I realized that people really liked alcohol at parties. And you know, responsibly. astronauts need alcohol. Astronauts. That's what. If you're going to strap yourself to an explosive <laughs> and leave the atmosphere, you probably shouldn't be drinking then, but I understand yeah. you're coming back after a long day at the moon. Um, <laughs> needing a refreshing drink made by third gen Shiner's LLC. <laughs> oh, you need them to take it. If I can get a sponsorship, that would be phenomenal. By NASA. <laughs> if Neil Armstrong's estate is listening, um, please reach out. I loved your statue. At, You're like, at I'm here for you. <laughs> Oh, that's special. I studied in the uh, Neil Armstrong Hall of Engineering. Love the place. Oh. Please sponsor my product. Nice. <laughs> um, so at what point did you realize, so did you finish school before you realized that this is where you wanted to go as far as starting? So... A business? I left school in 2017. Um, unfortunately, I never actually finished my degree. Um, oh, were so you like a class shy or something? I was two semesters shy, roughly. Okay. Um, but I ended up leaving just kind of for personal reasons. Sure. Um, and I ended up working in the automotive field. Um, okay. While I was there, I kind of got into like go-karts and the engines, the engines that go on them. I did Grand Prix there. So kind of went from aerospace to um, mechanical focus. Went to the automotive field, still kind of did this on the side as something like, I'm constantly tinkering with the recipe. The recipe in the bottle now is the finished product for that, but I still experiment with different um, different seasonings and spices on the side. So it was kind of an ongoing thing with that. But then when I got, got into the automotive field, kind of had a bad experience with office politics mm-hmm. and just decided that I wanted to do something outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of looking around different <laughs> hobbies that I had. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I love making moonshine. People like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Kind of just went from there, baby steps um, in that direction. Uh, I got hooked up with a phenomenal distillery out of Louisville, Prohibition Craft Spirits. Prohibition Craft Spirits? Mm-hmm. Over there on, on Baxter Avenue. Baxter Avenue. They have right. a phenomenal craft distillery. Um, you can get tours there. Um, it is, it's really quite a treat. They have... Do they uh, charge for those tours? They do. I don't remember how much they are. I think they have... I know they have some, used to have some stuff on Groupon. I think it's fairly affordable. Okay. Um, but I couldn't tell you a price range. Oh, sure, no. Check Groupon. <laughs> no matter where you're going, always yeah. check Groupon first. Yeah, right? Okay, <laughs> that's a rule of thumb. <laughs> so I got hooked up with them. Um, actually, the master distiller there came out to my parents' property one time to go caving. Just They just okay. showed up in a van, which my parents live in, you know. They didn't know your parents? No, they, they just, just they're very brave because our house is a half mile or so off the main road. It's a gravel driveway that goes oh. into the woods. Um, so did, and they didn't know they were going down a driveway, probably. They knew, they had, like, the topographical maps, and they oh. knew where the aquifer was supposed to be, and they just mm-hmm. went to the nearest property they had access okay. and showed up, and they're like, hey, can you show us your caves? Okay. <laughs> and me, being my overly sharing self, said, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> Took them out there, showed us some caves. Let um, me take you into this dark hole in the ground, strangers. <laughs> nothing could ever go wrong from that. I don't no, know. I don't nothing. know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, we got to talking about alcohol, and I, you know, shared some of my apple pie with him, um, and he offered to give me a tour of the distillery, and Ooh. I took him up on that offer a couple of years later, um, okay. went by, um, and then from that point, it was just a lot of uh, several, kind of a series of different conversations of bringing up the topic, showing my interest that that's something I wanted to do. Um, they love the product, um, and then from that point on, it was just kind of finally finalizing everything. 
um, with them is showing that I was serious about it. There's something I wanted to do and I was going to put a lot of work into it. Um, won them over officially, I think maybe a year after that initial tour somewhere in that time frame. Um, signed on the dotted line, got everything set up nice. legally and um, started producing there. Um, you know, it's been it's definitely been a journey, especially <laughs> over the last year. Um, yeah. You know, we... Were you set back by the pandemic at all? We were set back a lot by just, you know, just the government restrictions and the logistics network issues. Um, we moving had, things across, like, borders and yeah, stuff? Yeah, we had... This bottle that we have now, I think, is our, our third choice of bottle. We've kind of gone between, like, a mason jar to another type of bottle mm -hmm. um, to this one finally. And one of those, when we were ready to actually start producing it... Um, half the bottles were stuck in Mexico <laughs> for mm. a while. So that wasn't helpful. I understand that. I mean, we were going through yeah. a pandemic, so it wasn't, Stuff. that wasn't the biggest concern in the world. Stuff happens. But it also wasn't great. So. Yes. You were like, <laughs> I invested in that. But the bottle we have now is, I love it. There's been a lot of time I that's gone it. into it. And I think those delays kind of, in a way contributed to getting to the final product that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, how did that glad contribute I had to the final the final product of the bottle or so the final product of the bottle and the enclosure kind of everything with the delays in the supply chain um we can, were considering other bottles just because of the availability um mm -hmm. as well as uh printing issues um just to see kind of what works best on the final product so mm -hmm. there's a, lo a lot that went into it as far as making that final decision on the, on the bottle um <laughs> but the delays and where stuff was coming from i think played a fairly significant part in that you really just did not see that obstacle coming, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, it's not like we had a big batch go bad that we had to pour out. We just couldn't get the bottles across the border. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, there there is a lot to it, but I don't yeah. want to bore your listeners too no much. No worries. That's just... I really like it. So you had given me a bottle before and we finished it and I really like the wooden cork on it. Like other brands use a uh, mason jar and so I'm glad you didn't go with that because um, then it would be hard to distinguish. I, I, this is like a taller bottle and I like the wooden cork. It, so a it's fun. A lot of the other stuff there on the market um, that people are familiar with, um, mm -hmm. for example, companies that say sponsor the Indy 500 that I'm not going to name. Yeah, right. Um, or ones that are down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> Um, different companies like that that are out there, mm -hmm. um, you know, they use the mason jars, they use a lot of high fructose corn syrup, um, fairly rough alcohol, and you can taste that when you drink it. That's some of the, that's the appeal for some people. Um, with our product, it's kind of, it doesn't have the harsh bite, but it also isn't, and it also isn't overly sweet. So it's kind of between those two comparisons in the market. Um, that being said, you know, we use, we use fresh pressed apple cider within 24 to 48 hours of it being pressed or within that same time frame, we freeze it for off season production. Mm -hmm. Um, and we use, you know, we use real seasonings, we have pecans mm -hmm. that, um, are glazed with molasses. Uh, we have cinnamon sticks and uh, ground cloves. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. real ingredients that go into it. And yeah, with the clove and stuff, it almost makes it savory, doesn't it? Does. it? So I, it's like it's that like sweet and savory. Yeah. It's like Christmas sweet and savory at the same time. Yeah. There's, I like it. With that being said, the it's hard to distinguish yourself, I think, on the market from the existing brands. Um, and so if we want this for the same bottle design that they use, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would associate our product with that either really, really harsh alcohol moonshine or the really, really sweet moonshine. And so we wanted to kind of separate it. And with mm -hmm. the real ingredients, it costs more to make than, um, than your average competition out there. Um, but 
I think the trade-off is, is worth it because, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm very biased. No, you but, are. But it's authentic to what you wanted to present. Yeah, I want, well. I want to show the quality and the amount of time and work that goes into the product mm-hmm. in the packaging. And I, I hope that people will see that. I think they will. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why we kind of went with the, you know, a little taller bottle, mm-hmm. um, a little less less uh, reference to, you know, mason jars. You still have in the design, you still have the, mm-hmm. the moonshine jug is kind of a, a reference in the theme of the front label and stained walnut cork with a synthetic um, with a synthetic cork on it. So mm-hmm. has a little bit more, I think more, that's a terrible way to describe it. Yeah. Like a real, a real feel to it. You know, it, oh. it looks like a, <laughs> like a craft product versus a mass produced mason jar, high fructose corn syrup and alcohol mix. Yeah. I can see that. It looks more artisanal. There you go. It looks more artisanal. I, I need think. to hire you for my marketing team. That was that. That sounds a lot better than, uh, yeah. than a real product. Aren't you glad I do this for free? Shoot. I'm writing that down. Though. Artisanal. Yeah. Artisanal. <laughs> go ahead. Write it down. It's fine. He has, you guys, this guy is meticulous. He has these notebooks and I just love how he's writing all his ideas down so he can remember. One of the things you were writing down is how people can buy this from you. So as of right now, um, Apple Pie hasn't launched yet. We're getting very, very close, and I don't want to make any promises to people on on, on a time frame just because. I mean, as we saw last year, mm-hmm. um, we thought things, it was going to be out by Christmas. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> things can happen. Um, so I, I don't want to you know overpromise under deliver, but we're shooting for hopefully being available to have it shipped uh, directly to consumers. I would say by the end of July. Um, but I'm hoping for a lot earlier than that. But there's just a lot of moving pieces that have to kind of fit into place to hit the deadlines that I personally set within the company. Okay, that so it's like said, shipping them out to bars so people can go get it, or so, what? Um, the way that it'll be set first when it launches um, is going to be direct to consumers. So we won't be able to ship it to bars. Um, that's kind of a whole other monster with distributors. We will be able to ship it to a list of states in the U.S. that have reciprocal agreements with Kentucky. Oh. As of March 2020 of last year, of 2020, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as of March of last year, that list included uh, Alaska, Arizona, Connecticut, Hawaii, Kentucky, obviously, uh, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and Washington, D.C. Right. Um, that being said, I know there are a lot of states, and that's that's for the legal department to figure out um, and the distillery because they're the ones that Feel free to add more. It. I'm sure by now there are more. That's something mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll be doing um, some, some work on that to figure out before we actually send them out just to make sure. Right. Um, but I would, I would hope that a lot of other states kind of get on board with that because mm-hmm. um, that means that you can call into the distillery, maybe eventually like through an online portal. We'll see how that goes. Um, down the road and call in, order it, and have it shipped straight to your door. So you don't have to go to a liquor store. You, it's it's like Amazon, but with a phone. Okay. <laughs> so not yeah. as not as convenient as just ordering on your phone, but um, I think it'll be kind of nice to be able to to call the distillery and order some, have it shipped out. And there's certain restrictions on that. I think you can get like so ten liters make, per customer. Are you saying month. you can you make a phone call? You can't order it on their website. As of this point right now, you won't be able to order on their website. Um, that may be something they add down the road, but as... And that's... There's a rule about that, or um, they, so, their website is not equipped to do that? So I'm not 100% sure on the technicalities of it. Um, the distillery that I work with, they mm-hmm. take care of all the um, all the licensure, all the all the legal requirements for shipping it out, mm-hmm. um, since it is produced under, under their licensing. Sure. And that's um, how they do all their other products. So they, they ship out... I believe they have the capability to ship out all their other products, but for the most part, they they um, use distributors to get it out the door, just because okay. they they sell a lot more volume than sure. <laughs> I think I will. Um, they're out in 
oh, I can't even remember the list of states. I think they just launched in Texas. They sent some up to a certain part of Canada not too long ago. Cool. Um, technically international now. Have wow. been for a while, but they did another release not too long ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it'll have to be ordered. It won't be able to be ordered through third gen. It'll have to be go, you know, go through uh, Prohibition Craft Spirits. Um, Prohibition Craft Spirits. Okay. Um, but when that is available, I will absolutely be posting that all over social media. Yes. Probably <laughs> obnoxiously. Um, You're going to be tagging Blue Food Reviews and everything so I can reshare it, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, but if you guys want more up-to-date information yeah. before I share it with other people, like 10 seconds or so before I share yeah, it with other people. because it's going to go out. <laughs> follow at Third Gen Shiners on Facebook, Instagram. Yes. And at least um, see all the pretty pictures that people have come up with using your bottle and your moonshine there's been a lot of really creative i like um, the fiery one right that was um who did that it was bourbon hunting bourbon hunting kentucky um i believe uh -huh. um and you know i've had a lot of people reach out to me on social media and just say hey can you send me a free bottle and i'll do some stuff with it mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that will actually do stuff and there's some people that are just out there to get free stuff and yeah it, it's a balance um sure. but i got him a bottle and i think i have close to like 60 pictures and each one is at a different location oh, um wow. and it's, it's really neat to see the creativity of people that, yeah. like that's he doesn't do that for a living it's just something that he has a page and he likes mm -hmm. taking pictures and he likes drinking alcohol mm -hmm. um so why not you know combine the two passions yeah it's a passion um, project absolutely um so yeah a lot of the i mean we don't take all the pictures that get posted on our social media but we have exactly. you know permission to um but we have a lot of really creative people uh within within uh third gen contracting team um that mm -hmm. does stuff like that so mm -hmm. like our video shoot we did that this last weekend that mm -hmm. we did a little bit of a hint on the reel um but <laughs> you're working had any any you know any full releases thing. that's that's a personal project oh sure okay <laughs> but we're trying to match the the style of like the tiktok reel or tiktok mm -hmm. videos with instagram reels because it's been a little bit of back and forth there's just a lot of you know, everybody gets their media from a different source nowadays. Sometimes it's combined. We just, we yeah. want to try to reach as large audience as possible. That's true. Um, but yeah. That's pretty cool. A lot of really, a lot of really creative people online that reach out and just want to, you know, want to try something. I had a guy reach out that does a podcast about bourbon yeah. and thought that Moonshine fit into that. And it turns out a lot of the same people that really enjoy the craft story that goes along with craft distilleries and bourbon and the process that goes into it also find out that they enjoy um, the story and the history of moonshine and kind of what goes into our product. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that really is the thing with podcasts is a lot of people who listen to podcasts are about the story. And so I'm trying to focus more on interviews at this point. Um, cause as much as I can enjoy a glass of the moonshine, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and drink like a whole bottle of it in one night. That's not my thing, but I love getting to hear your story, where you come from, where you see it going. And, like, everybody is so unique and different. It's really cool to get to know new people. That's more my thing is the actual getting to know the people than the actual One product. thing that kind of caught me off guard that I, I guess I should have anticipated going into it, but mm -hmm. just the, you know, just the network of people you meet that are also doing stuff similar. Not necessarily in the same industry, but, like, mm -hmm. like you re I believe you reached out first about doing No. No? You reached out to oh. me. Because I do not care about moonshine. I'm sorry, you guys. Michael is a really cool person, and he's got a really neat product. But, like, no, I'm not going to, like, reach out to somebody about moonshine on my own because that's but I'm, just I'm glad not I, my I'm thing. glad I did. It's been a while, so yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. you. Were, I don't know how that happened. I think you sent me a message on Instagram, and I'm like sure my friends like moonshine we can talk whatever if you want to tell me your story i'll record it let's do it you know it's neat seeing just like the, yeah. like just everybody's different passions like, uh -huh. like i said the, the guy that 
does bourbon usually in moonshine yeah. now and, and photography and you have a passion for uh, finding different kind of niche and some mainstream but like I, mm-hmm. I really like the kind of hole in the wall type place that you, re- that you review yeah. um, you have, have kind of passion for that so you just decided like hey I'm gonna make a podcast right you know it's, it's neat to see that network of people that I wouldn't have expected that specific um hobby or you know or, or job to fit in what I would assume, you know, assume <laughs> right? somebody that I would get along with great. You mean you didn't make this moonshine just because you wanted to be on a podcast? Or a two? Bit. Or there ten? Was a, there was a thought in my mind. I was like, like, I could be the next Joe I, Rogan. Yes. I mean, I couldn't, but I'm going to make moonshine phenomenal. to be the next Joe Rogan. That's what. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Joe Rogan did MMA to become Joe Rogan. Yes, he did. I'm sure <laughs> that Still loves was, MMA, but I'm sure there's in if, the back of his mind. If it into his 20-year plan somewhere, right? <laughs> no, this is pretty crazy. You know, like a year ago, I would not have said that I was a foodie. I did not identify as a foodie. And now the foodie is first, You were right? talking about... you. You're, <laughs> that's what everybody knows now, right? So you were talking about how engineering is what you were in school for. Yeah. Now you're engineering moonshine, but you and I were just talking about creating... Some really intensely cool dice for some really nerdy game stuff. And you've got a really creative mind and you think of all these like technical ways to make things happen. Like how can we build this? Not just in the kitchen, not just on cars, not just going to space, but putting pieces together. How would this work? And then I like connecting with people. And so just in the course of connecting with people and going out to eat to be with people... Um, and starting to review places, um, my identity has kind of shifted too. So you didn't think you were going to grow up to be a moonshiner, right? I figured I would do it as a hobby for the rest right, of my life. but not as like <laughs> no, the way you're not. portraying yourself to the world or whatever. No. My first bachelor's degree is in singing. I haven't heard you sing yet. This is a perfect opportunity. Well, that's just an example of there, how humble I am. That- <laughs> you, have heard, you have heard me sing. I just sang you happy birthday at the restaurant. It's not by yourself. That was that's everybody true. together. That you was were chorus. singing my husband. I couldn't tell if you were the good the voice time. or the bad voice. I was the good voice. So we'll just assume that. No, I, can... I assumed that was a bad voice. <laughs> I can sing it later. But um, so, and then my second bachelor's degree was in nursing. Okay, so I thought I like to sing and help people. If I can't sing to make money, then I'm going to help people to make money. And that will take care of my family too, right? And I spent like seven years having like no fun just trying to like go to school for nursing, work in the hospital or whatever. And then started doing this food review thing. And it's just weird how... Your life takes on this whole trajectory that you don't even realize you're on. It is. It's absolutely. Like, there's been times, like, for example, last weekend, I, I drove up for the video shoot, and mm-hmm. on, like, I don't know, the 15th take, I just got very strong imposter syndrome, like... Oh! No, but, you know, like, when you, yes. like, you're doing something... And, I do! Yeah, and it's just, like, I'm t- doing this video for, like, a, a you know, just yeah. kind of a personal project, but also um, for marketing with their gen. Yeah. And I'm just kind of, like, a, I don't know, just one of those moments where you kind of look around, and you're, like... Two years ago, I would not have expected that to be, <laughs> not that that means like, not that that's like a, a, a marker of success because yeah. I, we haven't launched yet. Right. But, <laughs> but it was just like, this is now a part of my life that I've dedicated a very significant chunk of time to. It used yeah. to be just something I did as a hobby. And yeah. now it's something that like I'm driving all over the place for and I'm trying to promote mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got, my, my network has expanded so much just because it's like, that's been what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. I don't know. Sometimes it's just like a, 
it's fun, but sometimes you kind of have that realization of like, wait, I put so much time into this. I'm good at it, I think. But <laughs> I hope. This, because... <laughs> I would not have expected this to be the thing that I was, right. you know, that I was doing. Right. Um, five years ago, three years ago, um, mm-hmm. four years ago. Um, you just can't predict it. So I've had some, I think I had some kind of review at work. Like they do like an annual check-in or whatever. And they're like, what's your five-year plan? And I'm like, well, if 2020 taught me anything, it's that I don't know what's about to happen. And then after that, yeah, with this whole, like, truth. identity shift that I've just had from singer to nurse to foodie and then all of those things combined. And it's just, how am I supposed to know what I'm going to do in five years? Five years ago, I didn't have a daughter, and now she's five. And so, you know, things happen. You don't even know. I think it's good to have, like, a five-year plan with the knowledge that it could completely change 180 degrees. Yes. I always hated that question though. Of like, what are yeah. you planning on doing five years? Because I was very much like a four years tops, usually like one oh. year, <laughs> four years when it came to college, because like, this, I That's know I'm going to be doing this for four years. Sure. I thought it was going to be five years, but then mm-hmm. it ended up only being four years because they didn't okay. do last year. But okay, you know, yeah. it's, uh, there's, I don't know. It's just uh, a lot of things that change very quickly yeah exactly and you got to roll with the punches and be flexible and and I think you know there's a lot of beauty in that um just seeing what is going to happen that's better than our plans you know absolutely so I really enjoyed getting to meet nice people like you with inspiring stories and it's a very interesting so it's been nice yeah. to thank you for having me out out here yeah thanks for coming and if you guys want some of his moonshine be watching prohibition craft spirits mm-hmm. and that's where you'll get it from third gen shiners social media yep, that's at third gen shiners three r-d-g-e-n-s-h-i-n-e-r-s mm-hmm. um we are on facebook uh twitter and instagram um instagram though is my personal favorite i think it's a lot better for pictures and everything that's where we do a lot more of our work that's where you tag me all the time so i can reshare at lou food reviews <laughs> so i've got a website now it's called loureview.com and i'm working on building that website so let me know if, uh what you'd be interested in me blogging about as far as making lists of uh, what's available around town. If there are other small businesses, kind of like um, Michael's third gen that you think I should interview their owner because they have a good story, please reach out to me uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Send me a message and I'll be happy to meet them. And if there's some good restaurants that I don't even know about, please tell me because there's so many hidden treasures here. Um, I'm not a Louisville native, but I mm-hmm. have spent a lot of time here. But I can't really think of any, like, hole-in-the-wall stuff that you haven't already covered yourself. Well, um, that's there's... because you're not from here, okay? Because I I've, just, to... I've just been told, okay? Like, I got on and I asked, where do you think the best wings are? And I think the whole internet exploded because they were like, you got to try this place, this place. And I was like, you just listed 10 places I didn't know existed. And I'm not even counting the people who said, my wing's in my kitchen. I'm like, that doesn't help me. Okay. And hand me over to your kitchen. And I'll test them out. That's I'll... what I'm saying. But, um, but yeah, there's apparently a whole lot of places I have not been to. Like, I haven't been to El Mundo, which is apparently this really well-known, very super popular Mexican restaurant here. I need to go there. But it doesn't sound familiar to me. I feel like I should look that up. I mean, well, maybe you'll have to go there with me someday and we can plan our next game night. So, but you guys follow us on Instagram and let us know um, your ideas. We also have a website as well. I didn't mention that earlier. Sorry, but that's because you can't order anything on it, bro. 
I hope. Do you have merch? No. Okay. What are we gonna? <laughs> Not do? yet. Oh, I was okay. just gonna say. I'm sorry. Um, if you like, we'll have it updates obviously on on social media first. But mm-hmm. if you guys are interested in learning a little bit more about just kind of the general story of third gen, um, mm-hmm. learning about the team that we have, um, that that's all up there on under the about us page. Cool. Um, there's you know just kind of different information on, from than what's on our social media. Um, but that's thirdgenshiners.com, spelled the same as the. Uh, um, as the Instagram handle. With the uh, number 3RD yep. Gen We own both, uh, both domains, but 3RD will get you there a lot better. Okay. It's dot com. Good job buying both domains. That's awesome. Okay. You never know. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want somebody else to get it. That's for sure. And point all to like right. competitor and just it's all downhill from there. Well, this has been the Lou Review, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.